some women don't even know, like they're living in the mediocre and they're like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is cool for me. I'm cozy here. I'm comfortable. I have a job that pays. I'm doing all right. And when, when they like sit by themselves, like right before they fall asleep at night, I know that there are women that are like, this shit sucks. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Caitlin Norwood, chatting with me today. Caitlin is actually one of my private clients. We've been working together for almost six months now to really help her hone in on her big vision, how she wants to serve women, and all of the you know product offerings and courses that she wants to offer. And I I really just love this episode so much because Caitlin is the embodiment of everything that she teaches. Like she literally walks her talk and you can get a total sense for that in this episode. And Caitlin is the founder of the 1010 method, which will teach you how to find more joy in your life over 10 days in just 10 minutes. She's also the founder of Love in Action, which is an experiential course that helps women to feel more empowered in their everyday life. And in this episode, Caitlin shares how important personal responsibility is to finding your own happiness and really creating more joy. Her purpose and mission in life is just helping women sprinkle joy throughout every area of their life. And when you live from a joyful place, everything in your life benefits. Caitlin talks about how to advocate for yourself and how to identify how you truly want to feel. So often we walk around knowing what we don't want, but getting really clear on what we do want is increasingly more important, especially in the times that we are living in today. So if you have ever felt guilty for not being fulfilled, or if you've ever felt guilty for not wanting more in your life, this episode is going to give you the tools and the permission slip that you need to go after everything that you want and how to tap into the power of permission to just feel great. Caitlin shares some tools that can help you bring more happiness and more joy into your life and how your kids can actually mirror the joy that you want to experience as well. And make sure you check out the show notes for information on how you can get the 1010 method for free and join Caitlin's Love in Action program, which is actually enrolling today, the day that this podcast is airing. Caitlin Norwood is a wife, mom, and recovering problem solver. She holds a master's degree in social work and has been working with children and families in school settings for over 10 years. She is a woman who believes in the power of movement and self-love, and through her work as a counselor and fitness instructor, Caitlin started listening to women's needs more closely. She recognized a huge need to support women in making time for themselves through small action steps. Her coaching work with high-performing and busy women is steeped in CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, 
but is remixed with humor and maybe a few swears. And there is no shortage of swears in this episode as Caitlin is raw and real and 100% authentic is what I love about her the most. So let's dive into my conversation with I'm so excited that you are here on the podcast. I think this is actually one of the first times I've had one of my clients on the podcast while we're coaching. I've had a few like after, but I love your mission so much and you're so talented. I knew that we needed to sit down and have this conversation because women are going to benefit so much from your gifts and your talents. And what I love about you is that you are so unafucking apologetically you. Like you are raw and real and to the point. And I appreciate that. I think I wish more women were just like own their authenticity and you do it so well. So I love I'm, just, that. I'm grateful for you to be for you being here. I'm so happy to be here. And I know that that's so cliche to say, but I'm like so freaking excited to be here. Um, I feel like there's so like full spiral moment. I'm going to like go to this immediately. I think probably about a year and a half ago, Melissa, we've never even like chatted about this. this is the first time you're hearing you here first. You had like made a post on Instagram about wanting to start a podcast. And I know that you've shared in this podcast that you've been wanting to start the podcast for longer, way longer than when you actually did. And I remember DMing you and was like, maybe I'll be on it. Like this, like this, like came to me in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I tell you my hits, they come in the sleep. And so I was like, I fucking DM'd her probably like a year and a half, two years ago. And I was like, I will be on there. Like, I will be a guest in your podcast and like full circle moment, like we're working together and I'm sitting here on your podcast. So that's the power of pretty freaking cool. That's the power of manifestation. Right. And that's, that's such a good tee up for my first question. I always ask everybody on the podcast is what is one boldly courageous thing that you've done recently? So obviously I knew you were going to ask this question because I listened to your podcast, like binge worthy. Um, and I had like two things to say, although I didn't have to say right now, but I am going to share this, which is like totally, I want to say this totally related to the things that I want to share They're a little bit about my story. But um, for those of you that don't know, I am a, a social worker in a school setting and I work with predominantly like the people in leadership roles are like white males. And I was sitting in a meeting with a family of color and their son was like, it was like a disciplinary hearing. And there was like, there was a lot of tension, let's say. And like, I was tense, like everybody was tense. And one of the white males happened to say like, this isn't about race. And like my, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine like what the family heard. And like, I couldn't even imagine, like it was like the epitome of white privilege. After the meeting, like in the meeting I spoke up, but after the meeting I had to, I pulled, he's my administrator aside and was like, it was absolutely about race. And I think it's really hard, especially right now. I think it's really hard for white people, white women, educators to discuss race and like bring it up and get uncomfortable and uncozy. And um, it was just something I thought was courageous that I did. And it shouldn't have to be a courageous moment, but I just felt called to say that and, and share that, um, that sometimes you just have to get a little uncozy with things that are not right and speak up for what is right. And Mm. that is one courageous thing that I've done. And I didn't even think about sharing that, but I was like, I need to share this. That's just It's not always easy to um, advocate for others, Mm -mm. right? When, when it can be very emotionally charged and you're Mm -hmm. in the role that you play, that's your job is to be an advocate 
for those that maybe totally. don't have the tools or the resources. And so that's a beautiful extension of, or a beautiful mm -hmm. example of what it looks like to advocate. And sometimes it doesn't always feel good and it might mm -hmm. not be the most popular thing, but it's the right thing to do. And so I think this is a really good segue into self-advocacy because you're a mom and you're so passionate about helping women advocate for themselves in, in a different way. Not, I don't mean advocate in the sense of like promote themselves, but advocate for themselves in the sense of like their own self-care and asking mm -hmm. for help. Right. So when you think about that in general, where do you think most women fall short when it comes to self-advocacy? Gosh, Melissa, I think it really comes down to like personal responsibility. I feel like that's my year. My word of the year is responsibility for 2020. Um, when you're not being personally responsible for like your anger, your resentment, your guilt, your happiness, your joy, when you're not personally responsible or you're taking personal responsibility for that, that's just not going to happen. You're constantly always going to feel out of alignment. You're constantly always going to feel like it's everybody else's fault. And you're never going to get to the root of what the problem actually is. So I think it really all boils down to, are you taking responsibility for yourself? Whether that's um, in feeling guilty or feeling pleasure, are you being responsible for how you feel? And are you taking action steps to actually feel the way that you want to feel? Yes. And like, like back it up even a step further than that. Do you even know how you want to feel? Because I think that if I was to ask like a room full of women, if I was standing in front of a room full of women speaking with them and I was to ask the question, like, how do you want to feel? Unless I guarantee you at least half of the women would be like, well, I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I don't want to feel this. Like they're identifying how they don't want to feel, but I don't even think a lot of women know exactly how they want to feel. Mm. And so I feel that's where like my work lies is I know that women are looking for more. I know that women are wanting to feel happiness, but they can't even put their finger on it. Mm. And so they're missing it. It's like elusive, right? It's like, totally. You sit in the, I don't know, because well, why do you think that is like, I have a few ideas, but why do you think it's so hard for women to identify how they want to feel? Well, do you think so many things? I think that it's, it's not tangible. A lot of the things are not tangible. Like you can't touch happiness. You can't touch joy, but you can feel them. And I think a lot of women feel guilty about wanting to feel happiness or even expressing that they're not happy. So like as a mom of two, um, I think that if you had asked me maybe three years ago, if I wanted to feel, you know, how I wanted to feel, I think I would have felt guilty being like, I want to be happier. Or I want to be doing more things, or I'm just like not fulfilled. I would have felt really guilty in saying that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of moms fall short is that they feel a lot of guilt around that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's not even that they don't know how they want to feel. It's that they do, but they're afraid to say it because they're afraid of judgment or people, you know, maybe self-judgment being like, well, I have such a great life. Why am I not happy? And shaming themselves Why, for yeah. wanting more. Totally. And I also think like, that's part of it, Melissa. But I also think that um, some women don't even know, like they're living in the mediocre and they're like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is cool for me. I'm cozy here. I'm comfortable. I have a job that pays. I'm doing all right. And when, when they like sit by themselves, like right before they fall asleep at night, 
I know that there are women that are like, this shit sucks. Like I'm miserable. Or they're like, you know, the total like wine culture of moms is like what I call it, like on Instagram and like whatever other socials, like these moms are like making wine and like drinking alcohol, like the precursor or like the prerequisite of like being a mom that's like spent or a mom that like just needs to make it through the day to get to my wine. Like, I'm not here for that. I'm not about that. I think that you can do both. I think that you can be really, really freaking happy and doing the things that you want to do for yourself and also be a fucking great mom. Yeah. Sorry, can I swear? I can swear. You can fucking swear all you want, girl. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So what I'm hearing is massive permission to have it all, right? Like totally. massive permission totally. and massive, but along with the permission comes the responsibility right? Mm. Like not only do you have to give yourself permission to feel good, but you also have to own and take on responsibility to feel good because what are you doing for yourself? Right. Like if you don't feel good, everybody is impacted. Right. So totally. Mm -hmm. How do you take that first step though? So I'm sure there's some moms listening being like, yeah, that is my life. Like I literally just it's like the hamster wheel. It's like Groundhog Day over and over and then the stress of kids and the stress mm-hmm. of the job. And then like trying to find time to connect with your partner and work out. And there's so much pressure. So mm, how do totally. you even like, what's the first step that someone listening can take to give themselves permission or maybe not even give themselves permission. Just number one, identify how they want to feel. Mm. I have so many, like my brain is going a million places right now because there's, there's so many things to this. So the first thing is, I think just like sitting in the feeling of like, oh my gosh, like reaching your threshold. Like, how do you know you're on the verge of a breakthrough? How do you know that you're on the verge of like wanting more? Like you're, you're noticing yourself reaching your threshold. And I think it really comes down to like, I'm a firm believer in like the tiniest, like the little babyest action step. So that action step could actually be like doing a journal, like I'm not happy or identifying, I don't feel good. Like I want more. So identifying that one thing and then just doing one tiny, 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 tiny thing to bring you joy. So part of my work is like I have in my Instagram profile, like sprinkle of joy, like part of what I firmly believe and what I want to bring is helping people recognize that they can bring joy in the tiniest littlest thing. It doesn't have to be this monumental, crazy change. And I feel like it's so relevant to this time with like new year's resolutions. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be on anybody else's timeline. It can be something as simple as like dancing for five minutes in your kitchen to like a song that's on, or it could be like taking some deep breaths in the morning before you wake up. It does not have to be anything crazy. Like you don't have to commit to anything that's going to, um, you know, totally change your life tomorrow because I am someone that does not believe that honestly. So the first thing that you can do is actually just identify that you're, you're destined or you're desiring more. And then like one tiny step that works for you, that's going to bring you just a little bit of joy in your day. Mm. It could be like, you're going to have an apple with peanut butter on it. Who knows? Like you maybe haven't had peanut butter in a while, but like, that's what you're going to do today with intention on purpose. Like, ah, this is going to make me feel so good. I love this Teddy's chunky peanut butter. I'm going to smear that shit all over my apple. That's just going to feel good. And I, I, I think what goes hand in hand with that is not only what's going to bring me joy, but also what's going to serve me, right? Because I'm, I'm hearing women go, well, wine brings me joy. Yes. And it also numbs out the feelings of unhappiness and sorrow. So in, in the midst of searching for joy, 
I think it would make sense to ask yourself, is this serving me at the same time? Mm. Right. Because totally. we can easily mask self-sabotage and wrap mm. it in a, in a bow of joy and be like, oh, this brings me joy, but it's destroying my life. <laughs> Absolutely. So like, that's why I say like with intention, like I'm doing this because, um, you know, this is something healthy, something delicious and I'm fueling my body. So I mm. totally agree with like, I'm going to go max out my credit card for thousands of dollars because it feels good to shop. But like, does it really feel good to shop? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you masking? What are you hiding? What are you numbing out? What are you escaping from? Um, with the shopping. So yes, I totally agree that like, it has to be done with intention of Mm. like feeling good and like, you know, for your highest self. And I know that that's so cliche. And like, I was like, I'm going to get on this podcast and not say any cliche things, but like, here I fucking go. Yes. But that's that's really what it is. That's the truth of it. And that's what so many women are seeking. And, you know, like finding more joy in your life can be as simple as, rolling the windows down and blasting the music. Okay. So, Oh my God. I just moved from California to Atlanta and I was living in California with my best friend and her four-year-old daughter. You guys have seen her on my Instagram and she, one of her favorite things to do when she gets out of school is listen to some of her favorite songs in the radio. And she wants the windows down in the car and she wants the, the music up loud and she laughs and she smiles and she gets so excited over it. And it's pure joy. Like that is a perfect example of it. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's these little moments that can just uplift us and they don't cost anything. They don't take time. And it's almost the same thing. Right. Yeah. You can find joy in, in just like rain and how nourishing Mm -hmm. it is. It's a perspective Mm -hmm. shift. So I love it. Okay. So that's the first thing. What's, what's another thing aside from finding the joy? I think so many women want to like put labels on or things, um, that are like unattainable out of their reach. For example, um, in my group coaching, one of the ladies shared with me, like, I know I'm not this guru of mindfulness. I'm not this, I'm not this yoga guru. I'm not like an expert on this, but I've been starting to do breath work every morning and I've never felt better. Like it does not have, you do not have to be an expert. Like if you just surrender and release that, like, you don't have to be some guru or some expert in order to slow down and mindfully live your life. Or again, doing something on purpose with intention. So example, if we're going to use breath work as that example, you don't have to be like breath work professional professor. Like you could just actually like embody that and show up and do breath work. Like that's all you have to do. It's as simple as that. I think sometimes you overcomplicate things because we're sitting in resistance or because for whatever reason, we're telling, we're, we're telling ourselves that like, we can't do that or like, we don't deserve that. And I really do believe that it all boils down to like the root of like, we're not worthy or out of fear. And I know that everything boils down to the root cause of why we're doing the things that we're doing with human behavior. And that's why I'm so interested in it. Um, but coming, coming to the place of like, yes, I can do this. And I don't have to be a professional. I don't have to be a guru. I can just like take some deep breaths or I can't practice yoga. I can dance. Um, just doing little things and owning it. I think that's really, really important. I think as women, we place these um, limiting beliefs on ourselves that we have to be perfect in order to start. Like with dancing, Mm. for example, like how many like times have you sat out on an opportunity to have fun or play or whatever, because you weren't an expert, you know? So like, Oh my God. 
and yeah. coming into new years, how many people feel like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds before I go to the gym. Like, right. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it makes no sense, but there's, you're sitting in this fear of being judged and not being good enough. And like, I can't start until I'm ready or I can't start until I'm perfect. So it sounds to me like giving yourself again, that word permission and taking mm-hmm. accountability for being a beginner and having a beginner's mindset and all the lessons that come along with it. And again, like for all the moms that are listening, like look at your kids, right? Like they give zero mm. fucks how silly they zero. look, but like how silly they might look if they're a terrible dancer, if they're a terrible singer, like yeah, there's so much to learn through the experience of your kids just going for it full force, full joy, oh full force. Totally. Right? And like totally unapologetic. I like just did an Instagram story on this. Like I have a four-year-old daughter and I have a, a 10 month old and my four-year-old daughter, like shares her artwork that she comes from from school with like that's like pasta glued on paper and like half of it's falling off and she is so fucking proud of what she shared she does not give a shit about what anybody else thinks like she's like going for it like look at this anybody that she passes she shows and she shares with like so much happiness and I like part of like what I want to think about or what I want to pass on to you ladies that are listening is like, when do we lose that? And how can we get it back? Like, why did we lose that? And so as a kid, like as a four-year-old, again, she does not give a shit. Like she's sharing something that she's so proud of. And I think that we should like take some lessons from our four-year-old children of like how to actually live with full joy and like zero fucks. Mm. Amen to that. Like that's, you know, being in the presence of a toddler has shown me what it looks like to have more play and to let go Mm. and to be silly and to use our imagination again and to be creative. And for women, you know, our superpower is creativity. Like we were literally designed to create, like we're, Mm. our physiology is designed for creation. Right. And so we, somewhere along the lines, like we, we lose that. So I know that you are so big on mindfulness because of your background mm-hmm. and it's something that yeah. you practice every single day in your life. And you're so passionate about helping other women just become like even these little things of mindfulness and awareness to joy and play and creativity. So you've created this method, the signature method, right. That helps people, mm-hmm. women have more mindfulness. So can you talk about the 10, 10 method and what was the, what was the inspiration behind it? What is it? Share all the things on the 1010 method. Totally. So the 1010 method is something I'm so freaking passionate about because I feel like it, it reaches everybody. Like it could literally touch any person's life. Um, and the 1010 method is very simple. It's 10 days of 10 minutes a day doing something that's going to bring you joy. And so I have, I have it outlined, um, as to what the 10 exercises are and like, if you were to finish one of them a little early before 10 minutes, like you're just finishing with breath work. Um, and so my intention for creating the 10, 10 method is because I am somebody that does, like I previously mentioned, does believe in, um, making, taking small action steps, but I don't believe in making these huge shifts or these huge changes because I don't think that they are fully sustainable. Um, and I think like, it comes like resolutions or setting goals. I think it really focuses on like a lack. Um, so something that you want in the future rather than like something that you already have or something that you're sitting in right now. And so how can you be more mindful and more present each day to live a better life? And so with the 1010 method, it was like birth because I'm so passionate about teaching my students at school 
um, mindfulness just simply being and like living your life on purpose. And I don't think mindfulness is something that you you turn off. I do believe that mindfulness is is a way of being, it's a way of living without judgment. So I created the 1010 method and I started, um, I would like share it and will continue to share it with anybody who's willing to listen because I am that passionate about it because I do truly believe that it's life-changing. Um, I'll connect it to Melissa's like we can put it in the show notes and I'd love to like offer this freebie for everybody because I do believe that this simple 10 minute a day for 10 minutes to create a habit will absolutely transform and change your life um and so for people or women especially moms that are sitting in like anxiety that are sitting in overwhelm that are sitting in just like guilt and kind of resentment of other people for whether it's being happy or whether it's with your spouse or your partner, because like they have that and you don't, this is the small action step that you can take in order to move towards the person that you are really longing to be. Mm. I think the timing of this is so perfect, right? Because you mentioned resolutions and I was actually just having this conversation Mm. with a friend of mine last night. I was, I, I asked him like, what is your new year's resolution and I caught myself and I was like, wait, I don't mean resolution. Cause I don't like that word because it's the energetics behind yeah. it. It's the, con- it's the connotation. And I said, what is your intention for 2021? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that just the energy behind the word is so powerful. Like what is your intention? And this timing of this is so perfect because people are looking for a reset, right? There's like this magical unicorn Mm. thing that happens on December 31st, where all of a sudden we wake up a new person the next day, right? But it never lasts because we don't have the tools to anchor ourselves in. And it sounds like this 10, 10 method, it's 10 minutes, right? So it's easy. It's bite-sized. Like everything that you have already shared, it's like fits into you're already crazy life. And that's where the magic happens in those tiny little like crevices where after mm. 10 days you look up and realize, holy fuck, like my whole life has shifted and it was only 10 minutes. But in our heads, we think it's going to take hours and weeks and like, we have to prepare ourselves. So this to me, like, goals. yeah, it feels so manageable, right? It feels so manageable. Mm. And then what it's happens totally after? Manageable. So the 10 days is up. What do I do next? Do I repeat the process or like what, what comes after that? Yeah. So the 10 days and so many women have asked this, like, Oh, I'm done with the 10 days. What's next? Like you can pick whichever method that you like at the 10, 10 method and continue on with that every single day. You can continue doing it in a 10 day cycle. There's so much um, freedom with it, but also what comes next is I am, or I do have a program, a signature program called love and action. And it's a really great complement to the 10, 10 method because it kind of builds on and it, um, it's, it, further creates a foundation for like, what are your core values? And like, how can you deepen um, how you want to feel? How can you really anchor into those feelings of freedom, peace, creating more time for yourself, being more productive at work, Um, really just like letting go of like, I'm going to hustle through this and I'm going to, I'm just going to like work my ass off and like work through this rather than being like really mindful and present. Like what better gift really can you give yourself um, then being more present and more joyful. I feel like if you're a mom listening to this, like this is like the secret mom tool, you know, Mm -hmm. like you really need to anchor into like, what's important for you. How can you say no to things that are not important to you? Um, and who you are at your, at your very core and, um, really like starting to say no to things that 
really just don't line up with that. Mm. And saying no um, is not easy, right? Yes becomes a drug, especially as women. I think we are innately nurturers and we're innately people pleasers. And we always want to say yes. We don't want to be um, viewed as not being a team player. We want to get along with everybody. We were taught to share at such a young age and to, you mm-hmm. know, be also um, the control too. Yeah. The control. Like we, like I can speak, you know, you know, this about me too, Melissa, is that like, <laughs> what if you're, if you're totally trying to control everything about like what your, what your family does, what your kids do, um, what the people that you work with do, if you're trying to be in control over every little thing, you're absolutely like robbing yourself of um, opportunities for those other people, but you're also robbing yourself of like your own joy and like creating space in your own life to do the shit that you actually want to do. That's going to bring you more joy. Like it's now like looking back, Melissa, it's like, I know hindsight is 2020. There go, there I go with another cliche, but it's so true. And I, I just wish I, I know that if I was to help these women, like identify what their core values are and like what truly aligns with them, like it, it just like clicks all of a sudden it is like this magic pill, but it does come with a lot of, a lot of self-work. Um, and like, you don't even know that the problem is there sometimes, Melissa, like you are, um, like, I think of myself as someone who's happy, who's really positive. I have a great family life and we can just like shift a little bit into thinking about the pandemic. But like, I was sitting with myself, like I had a newborn, then we went into quarantine and I was like, oh fuck, like I'm home with, um, a three and a half year old and a newborn. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck am I doing right now? You know, like I started to really, and then I'm like, am I unhappy? Like, I just really started sitting with myself and started journaling and like the free moments that I could get from like, Ivy, not just like feeding or whatever, like the free moments that I could get, I started journaling and I started um, meditating. And I was like, I really need to like get on my shit and I'm really not living my fulfilled life, you know? And so I think when it comes to, what do you really want and what do you really need? It, you have to sit in the uncomfortable and just know that there is like more for you um, when it comes to identifying, again, your nose and your guesses. It comes down to like what you truly want and what you truly don't want. And again, sometimes you really just don't know what that is. I'm rambling on because- You're not, no, this is making perfect sense. And I know it's relating to so many, I mean, it relates to me. I know it relates to women listening and- I know from working with you, you know, and cre- and building out love and action, it's exactly why you created this program, right? And it offers a container mm. for women to navigate through all of that in a safe space where they feel supported and connected by other women. Mm-hmm. They don't feel alone. You're normalizing some of these things for them, normalizing the desire for joy, normalizing the desire for a more fulfilled life, and then giving tools and support mm-hmm. and resources. And I do think as women, it's important to have these conversations, especially for moms. Like I'm not a mom, I'm a mm. fur mom. Like I have a fur baby, right? But like I've You're seen a fur it first, mom. Yeah. I'm a fur mom. And I've seen it, you know, firsthand with my best friend and her her daughter. And you know, normalizing this experience of like, I get to have it all and where to start and Mm. being supported is it's so hugely important. And that's why, you know, your work in the world is so important. And this isn't coming from just your own experiences. Like you're professionally trained in this, right? I mean, this is what Mm -hmm. you do. 
and you, but you were helping children and now you get to help, you know, the entire family and imagine what it would look like. Okay. I just want to sit in this for a second. Imagine you're a mom and you live your life from a joyless perspective of every day looking the same. And like you said, Mm. numbing yourself out, that's what your kids see every single day. And they will model that behavior, right? So this, what I see, what I hear when we talk about love and action is an opportunity to start changing the direction of generational joy, Mm, right? Like what would it look Mm -hmm. like to create generational joy? Like children can be such a powerful mirror for us, but where does that shift? Mm -hmm. When does that stop? Totally. And Melissa, you know this, but um, you kind of just briefly mentioned this, like I've been working with children and families like in the capacity of a school counselor for over 10 years. And, you know, I'm fascinated by human behavior. I am a social worker by trade. And I started to notice, especially during the pandemic, um, the moms needed more help, help than the kids. And that's really where this started in my brain to be born. Like this love and action program is actually helping the moms much like what you said, because if they're if they're stressed out, if they're overwhelmed with homeschooling and, you know, remote learning and just the expectations of managing through like a health crisis, if they're not taking care of themselves, then just imagine, just imagine like what they're transmitting or what they're passing on to their children, to their family life, to their community, to their neighborhood. And if they're not coming from a place of wholeness, of happiness, like it's, it's got a full ripple effect. And I felt like the place where my, my service would be the most beneficial was absolutely starting with, with the mother, with the woman. So mm-hmm. I think that that's where this was, you know, this was birthed from the pandemic. I can thank the pandemic for a lot of things. I mean, amen. I really can. It, I had this mm-hmm. thought the other day. Um, I was sharing, uh, I think I was sharing a story about what happened with my business partner, Sandy and I, when, you know, the, the, you know, everything that happened this year and we had to shift our Mm. entire business model. And this has happened multiple. I mean, we all like, if you really run the tape back on your entire life, like chances are, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You've been through multiple scenarios in your life where like shit hits the fan. And in the moment, it feels like this is awful, but in hindsight, Mm -hmm. you can always find a way that this was actually the best thing ever. So an opportunity. Oh my gosh. Right. So like, how can we look at this as like, how is this actually the best thing ever? How does this Mm -hmm. shit show get to actually be the best thing ever for me and start looking at it from that perspective and miracles start to happen. Right. So Mm. I love this. Okay. So for women that are feeling called like, yes, this is like love and action sounds like the perfect container for me. You know, 2021, I'm starting off the year with focusing on myself. Like how, where can they go to get more information? How do they, how do they join? When does it start? What are all the things? Awesome. So yes. So 1010, the 1010 method is, is something that's free. I'm happy to offer it to anybody. Um, but if you wanted to dive in a little bit deeper and be more specific, like at the granular level as to how you can apply 1010 method and beyond to your personal situation, uh, love and action is something, um, that I'm really passionate about. I'm running a small, it's a small group coaching container. Um, I'm in it right now. So at the enrollment for the next session, starts or opens on January 4th, which I think is when this will air. So perfect timing. Um, but we're not starting until January. I don't have my calendar in front of me. I think it's like the 21st, like the third week, um, in January. 
Um, and so we're, it's a small group coaching container. We're going to be running it for six weeks and what it will do for you. So if you're someone that's like, you've read and you listen to the podcast and like you've enrolled in these courses that are like independent and you're taking in all of the, you're taking in all of the knowledge or all of the things. And like, it's just not hitting, it's just not resonating. Like you're not fully absorbing what you need to do. Like you're totally missing it. And so I see this happen. I've been you, I I've absolutely been there and I am here to help and I want to help. And I know that I can help love and action is just something that I'm so passionate about. And so if you are a mother or a woman that is just kind of like stuck in the hustle or stuck in the funk is what I'm going to call it. Um, and you're looking for more joy. If you're looking for, um, feeling happier in your relationship, if you're looking for someone that is going to learn how to prioritize themselves and love and action is for you. They're going to join by signing up. They're going to go onto my Instagram. Um, you can enroll there, or I can, um, also give the, the link to you, Melissa, for the show notes. So if you guys want to join, uh, if you want to enroll, enrollment opens today, January 4th, and you can use code Melissa for an extra one-to-one bonus call with Caitlin, which I can tell you, you will get some serious, serious breakthroughs with that. And we will put the link to enroll in the show notes, or you can slide into Caitlin's DMs. And I'm mm. sure that she can talk to you more about it. Totally. Like Graham. I love this. I, women's lives are going to be, they, they already have been changed because of your gifts, truly. And I know that even more women are going to benefit from this. Absolutely. Caitlin. You're amazing. I can't say enough incredible things about you. I'm so excited to see what 2021 is going to hold, not only for you, but also the women that you're impacting through your mission with the 1010 method and love in action. I'm grateful. I'm excited. Thank you. I love you. And last question. Yes. You can go as big and bold and like be unapologetic. You can take as much time as you want, but I want to know what are you celebrating right now? First of all, thank you so much. I love you so much. I love everything that you've helped me achieve this year. Like, thank you is not even, it doesn't even feel like adequate to, to really embody like how I feel about our work together. So there's that before I cry. And two, one thing um, that I'm really celebrating this year is myself. I'm celebrating myself um, for overcoming fear and self-doubt and insecurities. And I really finally feel like I'm living my life on purpose. And I really feel like I can teach other women how to do that. So I'm celebrating that. Yes, queen. I love it. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect embodiment of what you teach, right? Is mm-hmm. really being able totally. to celebrate yourself. And I just, I want to acknowledge you for that. So I'm celebrating you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I fully received that. Thank you so uh, much. Good. Good, good, good. I love it. All right, guys, if you love this episode, make sure you share it with a woman or a mom in your life that you know would benefit. Give Caitlin a follow on Instagram and roll for her love and action program. It's going to change your life. I know it. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. 
I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.